two minutes after eight o'clock. This is Radio Verulam, and we're not in Seoul Towers this evening. We're in the Kearneys, London Kearney to be precise, where we're actually in the studio where they've recorded the uh, brand new album uh, St Albans Funk. I have the guys here. We have Tony, who's written most of the songs, along with Mo and Brian, and he's the one who's uh, played host to us because his studio. Finally, uh, Mish. So, uh, first, Tony. How did it all start? Hi. Um, well, um, a little bit of a story. Um, I've been a massive music fan since I was a toddler and um, always thought I'd be involved in music somehow. Um, I actually got involved in the industry by um, building a studio in Luton many years ago with my brother. Paul Young was the first person to record there. Um, and then we got involved in, my brother got involved in music publishing and we got involved in supplying equipment to people. Um, I went on my own way in 89 and um, started my own brand, TL Audio, and um, sold uh, studio equipment around the world for 23 years. Um, but over the years, I've had ideas for, for songs, but not playing an instrument. I'd sort of write the songs to myself. I could sing them to myself. I could sing them to you, my own songs, but I can't play any music along with them. So I decided that I would go and see an old school friend who I hadn't seen for 20 years, Brian Smith from The Bush. He was playing in a local band in St Albans, and uh, in the break I told him about these ideas I've got for songs. So um, Brian said, come along to my studio and sing them to me, see, let's see what you got. So the following week I did that, and um, he liked some of the songs, to my amazement, and uh, we started recording, um, like one day a week, um, and it went really well. Um, then a few months later, about six months later, I was invited to a birthday party for Mo Pleasure, um, who Mo is um, the musical director for Bette Midler, who was playing at the O2. And um, went along to the birthday party, met Mo very briefly, met some of his friends, and um, he had a barbecue, and um, the band from, his band from um, playing with Bette Midler, and the singers, it's a fantastic party. And then Mo started doing an open mic session for professional musicians every week, every Sunday, um, which I'd go along to, and making lots of friends there. Me and Mo became really good friends, and um, I told him about what I was doing with Brian, and said, would you like to listen to some stuff? Maybe, I wouldn't believe it, it would, but maybe play on one of our tracks. So me and Brian went along and played a few tracks. Mo played on three of the songs, and we liked what we were doing, and so joined us as writers for these songs. Now, all, all these songs come from influences in my life. Um, so they sort of tell us a sort of a story, um, but they're, they're things that, everyday things that people come across. Um, and um, so I think people will, will relate to them. That's brilliant. So I mean, what fascinates me is the fact that, uh, that, that you're all local, actually in St Albans. Uh, I've been here 20... Um, Odd, you know, 24 odd years and I just haven't heard of any of this and it's sort of like a real discovery so you know how long have you been sort of writing songs and uh, me well, well this whole thing sort of started sort of three and a half years ago roughly um started before that with my ideas for songs but when I hooked up with Brian that's when it sort of got moving and the songs started taking shape and we started recording them um but we've not been working every day and we've we've got some real great professional musicians um on our recordings, for example, we've got Freddie V, who plays saxophone with the Average White Band. So he flew in from America, we clicked him in from the airport, had him here for a day, woke him up between songs because he had jet lag. And um, <laughs> so that's sort of taken a bit of time to get the right people, catch them when they're available. So it's, it's taken a bit of time. But um, we a year ago, um, we decided that the album was coming together and um, we should perform it, launch the album, perform it as a show. Um, so we booked the arena. 
and that's what we've been working up to um, the launch on the 25th excellent brian how's yes. the um how's the album coming uh we're close to finishing which is great we've been recording probably for three years mm-hmm. getting on for that um but we're pretty close um just on the final sessions now and some mixing and then it'll be out there already yeah. brilliant and uh, mo how's the band i i, I listened to it last <coughs> sunday fabulous have yeah, to say yeah thanks really for coming cool. i really yeah. appreciate that Dave. but yeah. um yeah i think the band is going to be just great um because you see how people react to it you know um in a small club situation so now um i'm really excited what happens when we have like lights and video and um you know huge video screen behind us and all that and we really get uh pauses in the show where they're um or i should say points in the show where the band is featured members of the band featured just as they were you know in a small club situation so i'm excited and the all Auburn arena is big I yes. mean, you don't realize how big it is until you actually you know it's yeah. uh, anyway brian what's uh, what's been your favorite track of the album so far my personal favorite is a track called fat funk Great, let's hear it.
Fat Funk, what a song. Tony, I suppose I really ought to ask you, as, as the writer of a lot of these songs, which is, um, which is your favourite? Okay, uh, it's a bit like asking me to pick my favourite child, but um, St Albans Funk um, is, uh, yeah, maybe, not only if they're good. Um, St Albans Funk sort of came about because us putting the show on at the arena, there's, there's a lot behind that. Um, when we were teenagers, we used to go there, and uh, Graham Kensley, um, who has the Hello Sailor Soul Disco, who's, who's playing um, at our show, um, the, the, the pre-show uh, disco and, and, and 7 till 8, and then mm. 10 till 1 follows on. Um, he's there, but back in the day when I was like 15, I used to go to the, um, what was the, called the Civic then, it's now called the Arena, and they used to have great um, Motan acts on there. Um, the Supremes played there, chairman of the board. Um, Graham was the DJ back in the day there. Um, so that was the place we used to go as, as teenagers, and it's appropriate that we're going back there now with this show. It's, it's sort of, things gone sort of full circle. Um, so St. Albans Funk, if you listen to the words, you'll hear it's about going to the the, um, the Civic Hall on a Saturday night, Kung Fu fighting. That was on the cinema and everyone was Kung Fu fighting in the street. Yeah. And all the people it's mentioned in, in the the song, uh, all the, it's all the music we used to listen to. Uh, Graham used to play it as, mm. as, as the disco in well, the that, days. That, that's why I wanted it as a theme because effectively it's all the stuff I play, which is quite nice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that, so that, uh, yeah. So it was funk, and um, I, I said to Brian a few months back that I'm writing this funk song for the people of St Albans. It's going to be about the arena, and so um, sung a bit to Brian. He um, started writing the music, and um, sorry, um, <coughs> yes. Uh, so sung, sung my bit to Brian. Started writing the music, and uh, we started getting the words together, um, and all these artists, and Misha started working with us. So I gave a list of all these different artists from the day and she then formed that into the vocal part the main vocal part for the um the song so that's how it came about St. Albans Funk Yo, it's Mo P up here in the St. A right here trying to get that funk going down with y'all I heard about y'all funk up here and I was thinking I'll come up here and check it out for a minute We got the funk St. Albans Funk St. Albans Funk Come on Yeah. 
So, Misha, how does your bit work in the show? Uh, well, I'm chosen to be the musical storyteller. Um, it's because I don't stop talking, basically. Um, and, you know, as a narrator, you know, in between songs, we're going to narrate about, you know, what the songs were about and, you know, what they relate to, to Tony and stuff. Um, again, um, I'm singing about four songs in the show. It's going to be a great show, you know, audience participation, um... And yeah, it's just going to be one big party on stage. So um, I was really pleased when I met Tony and Mo. And I, I met Mo and Tony through interviewing them um, for Soho Radio. Um, and as I interviewed them, you know, eventually after the interview, we just became friends and stuff and done a lot of stuff together. And, you know, went, went to go and see Mo playing, you know, regularly and stuff. And then Tony was just like, you know, I've got some, some music here and some lyrics, you know, do you, do you want to get involved? And um, it was like a massive yes. I was only meant to just sing one song. You wrote one track for me and then um, it just sort of snowballed into musical mayhem and I loved it. And now they will never get rid of me, ever. <laughs> Evil laugh. Were you, you singing on the St Albans Funk? Yes, uh, yeah. yes, yeah, that, I'm singing St Albans Funk. I love that. Um, that's, that's, it's I mean, a it is fantastic fabulous. tune. You know, that is going to be a tune that goes down well, in history. It is. History. That's what I'm going to use it for. Seriously, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And also, you know, um, people are assuming this is a, a musical. It's not a musical theatre show. It's a music show with a story to tell. So there's great singers, you know, great musicians. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a real lively show. And uh, Excellent. The third element, of course, Mo, your excellent band. Tell us about them. Yeah, the band is amazing. I mean, I, I play with this band quite often and have for the last few years. So, um, you know, we're, we're all friends. We're all family at this point. Uh, I've got um, on keyboards Mr. Luke Smith, who's, uh, we call him the maestro. Um, there would be none, none better in England or uh, otherwise. You know, I mean, it's literally like having... Um, Herbie Hancock or something in your band. He's been musical director for George Michael, you know, um, Flo Tree, so many other great, great acts. And, you know, the people call call him when they come through here. Then I've got, um, I'll be playing bass myself and synth bass and a little bit of piano and such. Um, I've got a percussionist. His name is Tuca Milan. She's from Brazil and she's amazing. Um, actually kind of magical. Our drummer is Jack Pollitt who's got a huge resume, um, and we, I just love playing with him. Our sax player is named Jamie Michael Harris, and uh, he's played, it'd just be too long to give his resume as well. Um, I'm trying to think, who, who did I forget? Two guitar oh. players. One of them is Brian Smith yeah. to my left. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to say much more about him, because he's actually, you know, in on the actual creation of the whole thing, so, and a, and a mother guitar player so um and we also have another guitar player as well yeah mike brown who's uh mike was was uh with george um with uh what george, george michael, michael. thank you yeah. george michael as well and um many others as well and he still continues to be the, one of the top players in the industry now i've lost count so how many musicians is that on stage you think yeah and then you know the extra ad and not to not to interrupt dave but we have yeah. actually a string section as well um, led by Tina Lynn Jacobs and um, and some other two other great players as well. So it's going to be a spectacle, you know. It's going to be fabulous. 
be a big, large production. So how how many musicians is that on stage? It's got to oh be God, about fifteen, I think. The strings, it's London, the London String Group. They're called. Yep. Yeah, they the play. They play with many big artists. Um, yeah. The world. Really? Yeah, everybody that comes through London hires them to be their top, you know, yeah. their call, and we use them on everything that we do here. Um, they're all over the album. Fantastic. And um, there's a, lots of great singers as well. Yeah, there sure are. And a matter of fact, you know, we've been able to work with them here in the studio on all the tracks, you know, so you'll be seeing live the same singers that, that are on the recordings, such as, you know, Kedma, who's an incredible singer. She's from Wales. Stacey Caswell, who's part of The Push right here, um, very famous in St. Albans area and beyond. Um, Katie Hurd, who's an incredible um, country artist. Um, Gwee Jones, Ivy Chanel, who actually fronts my band, as you saw her perform the other day. Mm, um, mm. My girl Lydiana, who I've actually done some production on her own album, and she brings a whole other flavor. And, um, and as well as Melissa James, who is a wonderful artist as well. And um, Craig Garrett as well, who's um, done a lot of work in this area and beyond. So we're looking forward to it. Did you have to chase anyone down, or was everyone beating a path to your door? <laughs> well, I think it was, you know, it kind of happened organically, yeah. you know, with just about everybody. You know, yeah. every one of the artists kind of showed up at the right time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it was me saying, hey, you know, I know somebody that this might fit. And sometimes it would be, like, say, a live performance where maybe Tony or Brian would say, hey, who's that? You know, let's, let's um, work with them. And, you know, or it's, it might have been a recommendation by Brian from someone. Um, that he already knew so it's like our network keeps expanding because it's coming from so many different directions so tony when you're writing the songs do you have when you do you have a particular singer in mind or does the singer just um sometimes as the song sort of develops um there's a couple of country songs um there's one that's in the show called traveler song um I was, I was actually abroad and just thinking about old friends who we all sort of go in life traveling you know um and it just naturally felt like a country song. And Katie was the first choice. Um, most been working with her. She was nominated as a UK Country Singer of the Year, had a, an iTunes number one of one of her own songs, and just lovely person, great performer, great voice. So she was um, the obvious choice for that one. Um, so sometimes that sort of happens. Um, yeah, you think a song was particularly uh, suit, a, suit a, uh, a person. Um, Hell is Empty is one song that me and Brian were sort of writing here, a uh, really sort of big... Uh, powerful song about war and um, we'd met Kedma she'd, she'd sung at one of the charity uh, shows that Mo was putting, putting on in London and Kedma came along just to meet Brian and see the studio and she just sang it and just blew us away so powerful um, so she stayed with us and done other, more songs more work with us um, so we've got like a, a family growing really of, um, of great professional musicians and, and artists and is uh, is the plan when you've got the album out to uh, sort of do, do a tour or grow it further? Yeah, we've not booked anything um, other than the arena for start off with. This, the arena is like the launch of the the album; it may become available then. Um, but we're just taking our time, so yeah, we will be performing it. Um, but also the whole show. Um, <clears throat> part of the plan is to license it uh, abroad, um, so we get the word out. Then have people performing our songs. Um, but certainly, yeah, we'd love to love to put it on again. Um, as much as we can, really. It's just, yeah. And is uh, is everyone involved pretty local, or do you have people having to come from far and wide? Well, we're so, we're local, um, but the singers all come from 
most of them from different areas. Um, a few of them mostly from London. Guion, though, is in Aberystwyth. Um, he's coming a fair old way. Um, but yeah, not too far, not too far away. So, if you want to find out all about St Albans Funk, they've got an excellent website and some brilliant videos on there as well. Mish, I think you've you actually made those. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we do everything together as a, as a group. <laughs> we do. And um, came up with the idea that, you know, we need to get some videos made and I don't mind dabbling in moving imagery. So, um, Brian happily said we could use the studio. Um, we got some green screens in and we got the artist in and we just made some really great, colourful, fun, lively videos. I mean, I've done the video for St Albans Funk. We made the video for the trailer. Um, there's a video for Babs on its way shortly. Very colourful and quirky because um, Lidiana is a fantastic, animated, beautiful young lady. Um, and yeah, I mean, all the filming, everything we're doing in this show, we're all doing ourselves kind of thing, because we've all got other talents apart from looking fantastic. Um, <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yeah, Who's so, laughing um, there? We, we, we're utilising all our yeah. skills, you know, just to bring together this great collaboration of, uh, of music and stuff. Um, so, so who's filming the actual show? On the 25th, because it can't be you, because you're Not on stage. Not me, no. <laughs> Is somebody doing it, though? That's all organised, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, all in hand, yeah. We have a, a, a great man called Kian, who you may have seen some pictures of Mo around um, with his bass, and was spinning a trumpet, which Kian yeah, took in his studio. Amazing pictures. He actually won the award for the trumpet um, photograph. Um, yeah, so Kian is in charge of the filming, so um, we should end up with the whole show captured on film. Brilliant. Will that be sort of up on the website too? We need a big website for that. Well, you know? it's going to be it's a two-hour show, so yeah. probably two months editing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we haven't defined the plans for that yet, but we are going to capture it because it's a big event. You know, it'd be a shame not to. Um, so it'd be something very special. I have had Earth, Wind & Fire fans contacting me asking if it's going to be available after the show. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Also, we should end up with a live album. And Babs, uh, the one we've got the video for soon, is... Uh, is one of your favourites, Tony, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's uh, yeah, just naturally it seemed to be a reggae song from when I wrote it. Um, I used to drive through Hitchin on the way to work years ago, past Babs Beauty Salon, um, and it it just intrigued me, and it, it sort of developed in my head into a song. It's not there anymore, um, and the song isn't about that particular place, um, but it's um, yeah, it's an interesting song about an interesting. Beauty salon, where they end up in the tub. <laughs> Certain <laughs> antics that happen, yes. Well, yeah. If someone's quite clever, they'll they'll open up a new one, won't they? With a with a, with a name because of all the extra publicity. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, let's hear it. Man, I was so 
Soul Show. So, Brian, while we're uh, in your studio, I, I'm fascinated to know how how you actually go about making an album. You know, okay. you, you, can you get you get the entire band here in one go, or I'm guessing you sort of do it in in, in bits and pieces. Well, on this particular um, project, it started um, with the writing of the songs um, and getting an outline. Um, then we put um, a core team together, really, that was myself, Mo, and Tony. Um, and yes, you're quite right, we, we brought people in mostly on a separate basis. So we'd have a drummer come in for a couple of days, or you know, a keyboard player, or a horn section, or whatever. Um, all through people that, in the main, that Mo had um, been working with. So we've, we've been privileged, really privileged, with some of the people that have been through the door here. Um, Mark Modessere deserves a mention. Yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark's been a bit poorly, but um, he's played drums on this album on, oh, I don't know, what, four or five tracks? I mean, he's world-class, you know, goes mm. Jeff Beck and John McLaughlin, mm -hmm. and that kind of level, Courtney Pine. And it's been the same all the way through. Some of the horn guys we've had, we've got a guy from the Average White Band, Freddie, who come in. Um, well, but the core team has been us three, really. And then, of course, we've had these wonderful vocalists, in, including Mish, who's here today, who set it alight, you know, really, really did sort of give it a new kick. Um, but the process, yeah, it, it's been um, quite a long one. Because... Sometimes you have to wait for these major talents to be available. <laughs> uh, but it's been absolute joy to work with them all. 
do you do you have to start with the with the drums and then the the guitarist hears the drums uh, and adds on, or can they just do they just play in isolation? Just by the time the we music? get them here, we've pretty much got it how we want it using you know our own skills you know um and quite often like if i if i had written a song with tony i would send it to mo and ask him to kindly remove everything i've done and put his whole <laughs> no but no, that's not true. everything not everything yeah. but, but you know i mean he's world-class keyboard player and bass player and everything else to be to be honest but um and that was the same then so the drums would come off and mark would play or you know whoever else we've we've used. Um, so the, the guys have pretty much worked to a fairly solid template each time. Yeah, we've not not started from scratch with outside musicians. So it must be a, a pretty special moment when you've got all the instruments recorded separately, and you're yeah. sitting in here mm-hmm. and you're mixing it all down in one uh, yeah. in one go. So yeah. you, I guess, you're all around for that. Um, uh, well, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, I over the years that I've been doing this, which is a number of them. I like to work where I'll, I'll put something together, um, which I'll be very unprecious about, and send send it to the guy and say, right, can we have some comments? Because there's a lot of technical stuff involved with, with um, getting mixes together. Um, and they don't want to be sitting here while I'm sorting out compressors and EQs mm. and all that nonsense, you know. But when it comes to balance and what they want to hear, then, then yes, we are all involved. And, and Mo's creative, you know, he quite often... Th- thinks very often thinks of things that I haven't thought of and, and Tony knows what he likes with regard to you know his current favorite is having the strings as high as possible this his favorite thing but no you, but, but I do believe as well you can't really mix by committee but you can you can you can make sure everybody's got you know a little bit of what they want in it and um, is the uh, the album going to be uh, pressed as well I understand. Yeah, I mean, again, I hand back to Tony for that. I, I, yeah. I will hand him the mixes over. Yeah, yeah it will be. We tend to bring out vinyl. Um, the thing is, with vinyl, you can't have as many tracks as a CD. So mm. we'll be selecting um, the tracks for the album, which would be, is it six aside or something, roughly? Six tracks aside? Yeah. On an album, yeah. yeah I yeah. think we'll probably get five yeah. or six aside. So it'll be 12 on the album, uh, roughly. Um, and the CD will have a lot more. CD will be about 22. That was my next question, actually. Exactly, how many tracks on the? Uh, yeah, on the album? it's not totally finalised, but roughly in in the show is twenty two songs. And I, I suppose each of those tracks is important for your story. Well, the the story really is each song is a story in itself. It's, it's got a little story and a meaning. Um, so you could take some out, or you could put, add more in. You know, we have actually written quite a few more songs than we've got in the show. Um, but the show is two hours long, and that's, you know, people don't want to sit there for four hours, um, unless no. you serve dinner in between, perhaps. Um, <laughs> so we've got yes. enough. We've got enough for a follow-on show, really. Fabulous, and uh, our fourth uh, track, uh, "Romance Is Dead." Who's who's? Yeah, well, well, the, so- the songs, the songs really are from influences in my life and observations of other people's lives. So this really is just a, a general thing. In fact, this song came from. I was watching Breakfast TV and Holly Willoughby, something happened on the programme. She said, oh, romance isn't dead. <laughs> she, she said, romance isn't dead. And I, I sort of screamed at the TV, oh, yes, it is. And so I wrote the song, <laughs> Romance is Dead. So it's, it's about a love that's sort of died, really. Um, and it's something that many people have, would have experienced. Um, 
So that's the thing about the song. None of them are contrived. They've, they've all got a meaning to them, and uh, and you'll hear it. It's, it's a it's a beautiful song with strings, them lovely strings on. And Stacey, mm. lovely vocal. We'll, we'll listen out for the strings. They're nicely high in the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, beautiful strings. Yeah. They're very um, high. <laughs> <laughs> right up there. Yeah, but it, it's a, it's a, again, it's a song with meaning, and hopefully it'll touch some people's hearts, and they'll relate to it. You melt my heart You touch my soul You make me humble You make me whole You drive me crazy Lovely song, Romance is Dead. Now, with the going back to recording, Brian, yes. are, are all the you know do, do all these um, famous international artists make their way to London Coney, or or do they uh, send you? Well, in the main, there? funnily enough, they do. Um, I got told off actually by some of the neighbours for not letting them know that certain people were here. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the limo up to your drive. I, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a tight corner there. How does that work? Well, yeah. <laughs> it happens, yeah. 
But in the main, uh, yeah, they, they, they do come here, um, but we keep it quiet. Obviously, we keep the studio fairly quiet, to be honest. Um, mm. But uh, we have done some transatlantic things. You know, when, when Mo's been in America um, and unable to uh, be back here with us, we've um, been doing the transatlantic file sharing thing, which was mm-hmm. fun. And it's a, it's a really great way of working. You know, very, very modern and quite inspiring. Um, and we also were fortunate to get um, a friend of Mo's, a, gu- a guitar player called Jeff Pivar to play on one of the tracks for us. Um, I'll let Mo tell you about who he is because he's quite something. Yeah, I've known Jeff for um, since I was about 17, 18 years old and I've toured with him around the world and several bands including, uh, we started Ray Charles together back in 86 and uh, we've, he's, he's worked with everyone from James Taylor to, uh, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Um, Crosby, Stills. Crosby, Stills and Nash, he's still with them and a matter of fact has... Uh, a band called CPR with David Crosby of his own. Um, but anyway, we the, the story is we um, were um, working on a, a country tune, and it was like it was perfect for pedal steel um, guitar. And I, so I called Jeff up, kind of like, hey, man, can you, um, and he was in Los, you know, he's in California. So um, he's like, do you have any time where you can just lay a track down on here? And he did. He sent it back to us, you know, through the Internet, and we put it on there, and it just, fit perfectly really. yeah that was a moment for me i mean that was like wow yeah yeah special yeah Very so special. it's like even in tech in technology we're all like kind of connected on a worldwide yeah. level yeah and i think you know actually that's kind of one of the themes of the uh kind of one of the themes i would say of St. Albans funk actually is like the connectivity of yes. the world and, yeah you know. you're listening to radio verulam 92.6 fm we're still here in london coney and we're going to talk about the uh, final track from the album that we're going to play. Tony, tell us about it. Um, yeah, Hell is Empty came about at a time when there was so much in the news about the war in Syria and other wars as well, actually. Um, and I was walking down Baker Street just thinking about this and walked down Oxford Street going to a meeting and walked past one of the big stores and they had each window was a, a scene from Dickens and one of them was from The Tempest, Um and it had the heading, Hell is Empty, um, All the Devils Are Here. Um, and I thought that's appropriate, really, all the war. And um, so as I came on my journey down Oxford Street, um, I started writing this song, Hell is Empty and All the Devils Are Here, um, and carried on the verse from the Shakespeare's two lines. Um, just about war, really, and how people suffer, and um, about children, how it affects children's lives. Um, and just how bad war and selfish it is. Well, I always like to end on a high note. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to depress you.
Let's go. 
there we are. Hell is empty. Uh, one of the great tracks from the album. That uh, when 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 do we think it's going to be released, gents? Well, we're going and to we'll be pressing, <laughs> pressing around twentieth, I guess. Something like that. Yeah, the plan is to have it at the show. On the 25th. Yeah. Oh, right. Actually, so, yeah. in, uh, so so if you go down to the show, that you, you could actually buy the CD there and then. Yeah, and also um, to download it from the website, you can buy it from, be able to buy it from the website. Oh also. right, brilliant. Right, uh, we've run out of time now. I must say, thank you, you, know, thank thank you for you. being on the show and thank you for for having me. Thank you. Very Thanks kind. You. Nice to meet you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.